Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 713. Uh, my adopted dad's mantra was that anything you do, you put 110% into it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Eddie Harris. Hey, Eddie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. Eddie Harris is a Pacific Northwest artist whose art literally saved him as a child. He was born into severe poverty, and art was a way to distract his mind and hide his constant hunger as he and his siblings suffered from malnutrition. Oh, my gosh. At 10 years old, though, he weighed only 37 pounds. But at 15, Eddie won an art scholarship to the Lubbock Municipal Garden and Art Center. Later, he landed his first professional job at Hanna-Barbera and then worked for Jay Orberg Hollywood Cars, famous for some of the most iconic, incredible cars for the Hollywood lifestyle. His lifelong affair for art and anything that runs on fossil fuel has kept him going. And these days, he's been creating art for some of the most famous names in the automotive industry. So, Eddie, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your art career and, of course, your lifelong passion with automobiles? Well, I've been at it for 63 and a half years. Oh, wow. And... I uh, am totally self-taught, except for in the fifth grade, I had a sixth grade. I had a um, math teacher that taught me to sketch, which is the most important thing to know in art. Right. Without a foundation, you don't have a painting. And it's allowed me to become best friends with all of my heroes. Yeah, you've created art for the people in the industry. When we spoke in our pre-show chat, Oh my gosh, you've created art for just about everybody whose name is synonymous with automobiles. Yeah, plus I've done President Reagan for the White House in 83, and Jackie O for John F. Kennedy Jr. four years before he died. Wow. I started with cars at three because I was enamored with cars. And at eight, I started doing portraits. Wow. And when I do a piece of artwork, I concentrate on the car and the person that built the car, drove the car. Or invented something for the car. I do a lot of um, research before I do a painting. Now, most people don't know that, but that's my way of doing art. It's absolutely fantastic. And and we were also talking a little bit when you worked for Jay Orberg in Holly, of Hollywood Cars. A lot of people think of George Barris when uh, they think of Hollywood Cars, but Jay built tons of very cool, unique cars. Yes, he did. Over 500 movie cars. Wow. He built the Bat Cycle for the original Batman series, TV mm-hmm. series. Yeah. With the Robin sidecar. And in the 90s, he built the uh, Batmobile that looked like a train, basically, or a jet engine coming at you. Wow. <laughs> uh, he built. He did the cars for the A-Team, Starsky and Hutch. I mean, you just go on and on and on. And he's, he's a great personality. He's very soft-spoken. One of his cars he built for himself was called Pinocchio, which was in the late 70s. It was a deuce high boy that was stretched four feet with two LAA 454 Corvette engines in it, in line. 
Amazing. Now, you started with him as what you call a lot lizard, moving cars around, but uh, you ended up actually working on some of the cars that they built for the stars and for oh, the yeah. movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the museum at that time was on Hollywood Boulevard in Gower. And on Saturday night, you know, everybody cruises down Hollywood Boulevard. Well, the Chamber of Commerce would ask us once in a while to bring out two or three cars and actually get in the cruise, you know. <laughs> cool. That was fun. You have been around cars forever, it seems like, and we're going to learn a lot more about you as we move through the questions. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah. So, Eddie, take the wheel. Uh, my adopted dad's mantra was that anything you do, you put 110% into it. Mm. That way... Everybody respects you for it. So that's been my mantra my entire life. Wow. That was great advice from your father. Absolutely excellent. Yeah, definitely the way to go through life is to give it all and a little bit plus. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. You talked about being that very little boy, being enamored with cars. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized you were indeed going to be a car guy for life? Yeah. I think um, what got me into racing was in Lubbock, we had a uh, Chrysler Plymouth dealership that had a uh, shortened wheelbase two-door post, and I can't think of the name of the company, but that was the first race car I ever fell in love with. And then we had a ton of world-famous drag racers from the Lubbock area. Uh-huh. Don Hardy, who built race cars for all kinds of people, and I was just at his shop a few months ago, and he was... On the floor was a 67 Camaro that he built for Mr. Chevrolet, Dickie Harold. Mm. He built them for both Dickie and for the professor, Kelly Chadwick. Mm-hmm. And it was a mess. Three days ago, he posted me a picture. The car is completely painted. It needs glass and the motor and tranny stuffed in it. And that's 10 months. I couldn't believe it. It's such a piece of history. When he got the car, it came from General Motors. And they hadn't even built a single car yet. So he had to physically weld the car together before he could build it into a race car. Wow. He did that a couple of times. Yeah. In 83, I can't think of the driver's name, but he built a Thunderbird for him. Uh-huh. Kind of a pro stock. Same thing. They hadn't built a single Thunderbird, but they sent him all the roof pieces, the quarter panels, the doors. And he had to weld it all together. And then Ford, by the SEMA show, still didn't have a completed car. So they asked him to display his race car mm-hmm. to see what the new model of T-Bird was going to be. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a story. Yeah. In fact, he, he actually built the first car he ever built was a 32 Roadster for Kelly Chadwick. He was still in high school. That had a small block Chevy with... Silver and fuel injection, and it ran 23 races without a defeat. Wow. Well, Eddie, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way. Being an automotive artist or an artist in any way is a challenging career to have, but the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you? Well, I mean, I've had many. You know, as an artist, you're going to have rejects. You have to take it with a grain of salt and buckle down and keep going. 
So, Eddie, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights kind of came on. It gave you a new direction, a new path to go down. And maybe tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I believe it is probably an illustration I did for TV Tommy Ivo. He was the first professional drag racer. He was a movie star, TV star. He was one of the original Mouseketeers. Did his first movie when he was seven years old. Well, I was intimidated. And much like the mongoose, I was, I told Tom, I said, you know, you're such a success in many ways that I'm intimidated by you. And he looked at me and he says, you know what? You're as good with that paintbrush as I am in the, behind the wheel of a dragster. <laughs> How nice. Then I kind of said, you know, maybe I can do this um, because I, uh, my art isn't about me. It's about my life, the things that affected me from the time I was a child to a teenager to a young man. Mm-hmm. And it's really covering history. I'm a history buff anyway, and every one of these paintings has got a story behind it. I've done a lot of research behind it, and I want to... My intention is to illustrate the car, but also the person. Mm. A lot of them didn't get the media coverage. You know, everybody knew the car, but they didn't necessarily know the person and what they looked like. Ah, I see. Well, you've done images for so many famous people. You mentioned at the beginning, I mean, presidents of the country, stars, racers, people that are in the limelight. So was that the first time that you encountered that situation or that feeling in your in your mind about being intimidated and that kind of helped you overcome it in the future for all those future pieces of work you did? Yeah. Yeah, that that would be a perfectly good statement. Um you know, I don't like accolades or any of that stuff, you know. Art's not about me, it's about my paintings. Mm-hmm. And I don't like People going, oh, this is so-and-so. And I go, don't say that. And then that intimidates the people that I'm speaking to. And they think I'm arrogant. I'm far from arrogant. Like I say, no matter how, how good of an artist you are, there's always someone better. <laughs> well, it's probably that case in, in every piece of uh, of a career that people choose. But name off some of the many, and I know that we'd sit here all day listening to them all, but some of the many really famous folks that you've painted and done paintings for. Uh, Carol Shelby, uh, Grumpy Jenkins, uh, Don Garlitz, TV Tommy Ivo, Don Perdome, Jerry Ruth, Jim Green, Herm Peterson, Larry Reyes, Kelly Chadwick, and I'm now working on a piece for... Uh, Dickie Harold, I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. Yeah, wow. Well, the who's who, and I'm sure there's been many, many more, but just an incredible litany of people that you've done artwork for. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this has taken you to places and meeting people that you probably never dreamed when you were a kid you'd ever come across. And uh, and here you sit with all these uh, very famous names. That's so cool. Well, let's talk about your proudest career moment. Is there one that stands out for you? I would assume you've had many with all these uh, relationships you've built with people over time and all the wonderful art, but is there one that stands out? Um, I guess um, maybe the the uh, Reagan portrait. Mm, yeah. You know, because it, that, that portrait's actually part of the National Archives and listed in the Library of Congress. Wow. Now, how did that all come about? Well... I had friends that um, dared me to do it. 
you know, they said, you, you can't do it. He won't like it. And when I got the thing done, everybody said, well, he's got too damn many wrinkles. And I said, well, I'm not a plastic surgeon. <laughs> you know, and we mailed it off to him. And then he sent me all kinds of stuff, which my ex destroyed. Mm. And he sent me an autographed picture of him in the Oval Office standing between the presidential flag and the American flag. Wow. Asked me to do another one for him. No kidding. Whoa. Yep. That's so cool. Well, you know, it's amazing what a dare can do, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a Texan. You never dare me on anything because I'm going to prove you wrong. (laughs) Don't mess with Texas. My dad's from Texas and got a lot of family members in Texas. So, yeah, you don't mess with Texans. That's for sure. Wow, what a story. Very, very cool. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. I would love for you to share your first really special car, that first car that you got that was really special to you, and maybe share a a memory you have with that vehicle. Uh, My first car, after I got out of the military, out of the Marine Corps, was a 1956 Buick Roadmaster two-door hardtop, baby blue and white. Wow. Yep. That sounds cool. Did you do anything special with that car? No, not really. I wished I would have kept it, and hindsight is the best best uh, forerunner of your thoughts. Yes, 2020, as they say. Yeah, exactly. I've had many cars since then, nothing, you know, because I love all cars. I love total classics, hot rods, customs, and race cars, and I love all the racing, not Trans Am, Can Am, Indy, NASCAR, and drag racing. <laughs> Anything that rolls on rubber and goes fast is right up your alley. Right. Yeah. I think I sent you an image. I did, uh, um, I'm not sure if it's you or not. I have a magazine doing an article right now on me too. I airbrushed two Eagles on an F-104 fighter jet that was part of the X-15 chase program. They've shaved the wings off to set land speed records. It's called the North American Eagle. And I did two... 60, 70 foot eagles down it. In fact, I redid them. That was in 2011. I redid them in uh, 2014 for the SEMA show. Yes, you did send me that image. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah that was incredible. Fantastic. Wait, how about a car that you've owned and let go? That old seller's remorse. Is there one car you can think of that you do wish you had back? Is that old Buick, the one? Uh, yeah, that one. And uh, I had a uh, 71 Challenger RT that. It was a 440. They had started detuning them, but the guy I bought it from put uh, cams and stuff back in it and, and intakes that um, put the performance back up. And I accidentally one day, it had three deuces on it. And I usually kept two of them. You know, it just takes a butterfly. Uh, the, the connecting rods for the throttle, I disconnect them and run it on two barrels. Well, one day I had the, ex, the ex-wife in the car and I had all... Three of them hooked up, and I hammered it, and it sashayed down the street, and she made me sell it. And she cost me two other cars. Oh, no. When I was adopted, my dad had a 58 Epsilon wagon and a 60 Caddy. He bought new Caddies every two years. So I had the rarest 58 ever made, the only Pacer two-door hardtop that came in one color. Plus, it had uh, rare options. It had... um, Power windows, but nothing else power. Wow. We call in Texas Armstrong power steering and brakes, and it had a factory tack in it. And I had a 63 Caddy convertible 
Series 62, which basically means a Coupe DeVille convertible, mm-hmm. but it had uh, it was one of like nine or ten made that had the factory bucket seats and a console. 60, 63 was the last year they put bucket seats into a Cadillac. They started in 59, and the 63 was the only one with console. Because I never bought, I have never bought a car that I would sell. Never. Mm. <laughs> At least not an object. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are some really special vehicles. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What are you working on right now and, and that has you very excited and fired up? Well, beans, I'm from Lubbock. In grade school, we would have end of school parties at the McKenzie State Park roller skating rink, which is where Buddy Holly did his live radio show on KDAV. Oh, wow. So the painting I'm doing right now is his last car. I thought he bought it. It was um, it was bought for him by Coral Records in Clovis, New Mexico, which is where Roy Orbison and Tanya Tucker and Waylon Jennings and all those guys recorded. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, it's a 50th anniversary Impala, and it's coral and white. So I'm doing a painting of him, the car, and I'm best friends with the real Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue Guerin. So I'm going to put her in there. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, so you know, it's it's a it's a tribute to my hometown. It's yeah. a tribute to music history, and one of the biggest songs ever recorded. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well, you're the only guy I know in the world that's friends with the original Peggy Sue. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> very, very She's a cool. sweetheart. She really is. The sad thing is uh, she had cataracts. They removed them. Now she's got uh, immaculate generation or whatever. She's going blind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Wow. Well, now where will that painting end up? Are you doing that for somebody? Well, we're going to make print. We're going to make prints. No, I did that for me. I mean, I tried to give it to the Buddy Holly Center in Lubbock. Uh, they have a big uh, bronze statue across the street and a big wall with 200 names of, of musicians and and uh, singers from the West Texas, New Mexico area. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many world-class singers came out of the West Texas area, like Roy yeah. and Buddy. Yeah. Wow. But I guess I can't get any response out of them, so I will probably keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, make some prints and make those uh, available to uh, people that uh, love music, love cars. I can't wait to see the finished piece. Yeah, it's the biggest painting I think I've ever done. I mean, uh, I think all of a sudden I'm, they asked me to join all these different groups, Buddy Holly groups, natives of Texas. And I think the last I checked, I had... Um, Probably 10,000 reposts of that painting. Wow. And it's partially done image. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Holy cow. Well, I can't wait to see the finished piece. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Eddie. If you were a car, what kind of car would Eddie be and why? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) That's a tough question. I know. Uh, I think I would be a 1941 Lincoln Continental. Oh, cool. Now, why a Lincoln Continental? Well, because uh, that was Edsel Ford's dream. Mm. He went to the designers, and of course, they used uh, Lincoln Zephyr for the first couple of models. 
but you know, he says, I want a car that's continental. Mm-hmm. And once the car was done, he said, I want the tire out of the trunk so that there's more room. Well, hence the continental kit. Ah, there you go. Yep. There it was. A beautiful born. car on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I like it. I think you're the first one to uh, relate himself to that vehicle. So uh, you're unique in many ways, Eddie. And Eddie, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Eddie, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? To take care of what I have. (laughs) Ah, yes, (laughs) definitely great advice. Yep. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I put my entire self into a painting. In other words, when I start a painting, my mind is completely into the painting. People will come up and start talking to me. I don't listen. Mm. Uh, I do keep music on to to uh, help me uh, concentrate on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. To me, it's all about concentration. Now, about a resource, there's lots of great resources out there these days, but is there one in particular that you really like? Well, um, as far as my painting, see, I'm a little bit different. I airbrush, but I hand paint 
80 or 90% of it because I started out strictly hand painting. Mm. And I use the finest airbrush in the world, which is a WADA. And I use the uh, most um, best paint that a person can buy that's an illustrator because I can paint on anything with it. Mm. And that's Createx paint, which most of the professionals use. Mm-hmm. I use, although different than them, I use mainly transparent paints. The only solids I use is white and black. And I'm, I use about eight to 10 paint colors and I mix everything myself. Wow. I'm self-taught. So I found out years later that, that a transparents are the most difficult to master. I didn't have that hill to climb. Yeah. You, know? you just it did wasn't it there. <laughs> uh, yeah. It wasn't there for me to, to, to worry about. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very interesting. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, I can tell you right now because I literally did have a drink with him, and that was uh, Richard Petty. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. What was that like? Well, he was, he, uh, was in um, L.A. He ran the only Indy car race he ever ran at Ontario Motor Speedway. And he lost control and hit the wall. Well, he, it was a nightclub in uh, West on the strip called Filthy McNasty's. Well, Evil Knievel was the first one to start hanging out in there. And then, and then it was all kinds of race car drivers. Well, we're standing there. I, I went there every Saturday night to have fun, dance and stuff. And then he walks. Wow. And they announced who he was. And, you know, I walked past him, shook his hand and went to the restroom. When I came back, he, he said, you're the only person here that's not driving me insane. May I, May I sit with you? And I said, absolutely. How nice. And and so I started asking the myriad of questions, and none of them did he answer the way I expected. Wow. One asked him who his, his, who his favorite driver was, and he said, A.J. Foyt. Hmm. He said, but when it comes to NASCAR, I'm the best. <laughs> and I asked him about somebody running him in the wall and breaking his leg the year before. I said, that was awful uh, terrible for them to do that. And he says, look, when you're on the racetrack, you do anything to win. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. And then we went to a party. Somebody threw for him uh, afterward, and we walked out of the bar. At the time, I had a brand new '71 uh, Ford LTD, and I and he goes, he comes up to my car, and I go, "Well, where's your car at?" He goes, "I don't drive." And I said, "Why is that?" He said, "Because everybody knows who I am. They're going to hit me and sue me." I said, well, what, what about when you're at home? He goes, my wife drives me everywhere. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a story. Wow. Well, very cool. You got to have a drink with the guy you wanted to have a drink with, and that was a pretty interesting situation to pop up. So, wow, right place, right time. Well, how about a book? Is there yeah. a book that you've read that you think the Car Show listeners would enjoy reading as well? Well, there's just a multitude of them to pick one out. I mainly read books about cars uh-huh. and airplanes because I love to illustrate airplanes as well. Being born in 1950, there was still B-17 flying over my head. There was an Air Force base in Lubbock called Reese Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. So, you know, P-51s and all of that. So I, I illustrate those as well. Plus, my dad was a pilot. So, you know, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you know, my dad raced. I don't know if I said this earlier or not. My dad raced boats. And Harleys and my uncle raced midgets. Oh my gosh. And dad actually took the car engine out of the midget and put a Mercury outboard engine in it and it would whoop 
everybody's Heine. That's the only race car I ever drove in my life. I was probably 10, 11 years old on a one-lane dirt road between Portales and Columbus, New Mexico. And, you know, a boat engine, everybody goes, well, why is it so fast? Well, you know, a boat engine has way more torque than a car engine because water is heavier than air. Right. Yeah. You know, and it only has forward reverse, and the more you push the pedal, the faster it goes. And I was so nervous, I just kept pushing the pedal down. <laughs> I was scared beyond belief. Yeah, I bet. At 10, oh my gosh. Well, is there is there one book you can think of that you've read that might be sitting on your shelf that you can share with our listeners? Well, the only one that comes right off the top of my head is How to Draw Cars by Tom Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with that book. Very cool book. Oh, great. Great book to reference for those folks, especially younger folks out there that think they'd like to get into drawing cars. It's a a great book to kind of help you get started. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Eddie has been so kind to share on his show notes page at the Cars Yeah website, carsyeah.com slash Eddie Harris. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books under the References tab where this book and the uh, 700 plus guests before Eddie have suggested great books. It's a wonderful reference, almost a thousand books there. Absolutely fantastic. All right, Eddie, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question could be a real doozy. If you could have only one very, very cool collector car in your garage and money's no object to buy anything you'd like today, so don't worry about that. What would that vehicle be and why? I'd say two of them. One would be the 36 Cord and the uh, Duesenberg uh, 20 Grand, both but done by Gordon Berig. 20 Grand is the prettiest four-door I've ever seen. Wow. Coffin Nose Cord is also one of the finest designs in history. Because I've studied all the car designers. Sure. You know, Raymond Lowy. With oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, since uh, everybody here on Cars, yeah, can only pick one, because I can only buy you one car. If you had to pick between that cord. The Doosie. The Doosie. Okay. The Doosenberg. Yeah. yeah. The Doosenberg yep. 20 grand. Wow. Very nice car. Yep. What is it about that car that you love so much? It's just the, the execution of the roof line and the four doors. I look at cars completely different than anyone else or most anyone else. I look at cars as art and sculpture mm-hmm. because they were drawn most you know, from Gordon Berry gone, were drawn on paper then sculpted out of clay. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's the flow of lines on a car. Yeah, it's like a beautiful woman. It's the lines. The lines. <laughs> there you go. What's the best way for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and follow what you're doing? Do you have a website? Uh, no, I did, and I never got any responses. I have a Facebook page. Okay. And I have 2,600 friends and probably... 40 million people in groups of aircraft, art, and cars. Okay. And I've got a few world-renowned racers on there and probably 800 of the best artists in the world. Wow. And then a ton on uh, vintage World War II aircraft. Nice. So is your Facebook page uh, simply Eddie Harris? Is that the best way for people to find you? Yeah, it's Eddie Harris slash either Tacoma or three five nine seven seven eight. All right. I'll make sure that I post that on Eddie's show notes page. And listeners, again, you can find everything Eddie's shared with us today at the Cars yeah website, carsyeah.com slash Eddie Harris. Or just type Eddie in the search bar and his page will pop right up. 
Eddie, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your automotive artistic experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. It was a great honor. Pleasure was all mine, Eddie. Driving never meant more as the all-new driving adventure awaits you with a not-for-profit drive toward a cure. Combines two spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles, California. All to support finding a cure for Parkinson's disease. In a showcase of ribbon roads in California of chrome and elegance coming up this April 28th. Enjoy some of the nicest cars, people, drives, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while driving towards a cure for Parkinson's. To register or donate, click on drivetowardacure.com or check out Cars Yeah guest Deb Pollock's show notes page where there's links to Drive Toward a Cure. Donate today, or better yet, go for the drive. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!